Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, y'all? Happy holidays. It's your boy, the Emotional Support Viking. And today, I've got an amazing episode for you. We're going to talk about the secret to weight loss after menopause. Now, all of you that are triggered by a man talking about something he will never experience in his life, uh, I just want to let you know I have, you know, I, I, I get it. I understand how hearing about such a, you know, fucking emotionally, physically, mentally, just throttling experience. I will never understand it myself. I'll never go through it. But we've helped a lot of women in menopause, and I've gone to great lengths to learn more about menopause and especially the hormonal side of things. I've gone to multiple seminars hosted by the best in the world when it comes to bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, how to treat menopause. And I am, you know, the, the whole idea behind Slay Hormone Solutions is to give women a choice because most people and most physicians will tell you this, most people just think that menopause is a part of life that you have to accept, that mother nature will rip the life and vitality-giving hormones that are produced in uterus and the, the ovaries, the adrenals, et cetera, people think that you have to accept that. People think that you have to just take it and grin and bear it. And that's not the reality. The reality is you have a choice. And there are things you can do to make menopause much more bearable and even optimal. Because you know we want to view menopause for what it is. It's not an inevitability of mother nature. It is a hormone deficiency. And when you're deficient on a hormone, you know, we replace it. Look at men's hormone replacement therapy. Men are low in testosterone. We replace the testosterone. Every single deleterious effect associated with having low testosterone is now eliminated. Why don't we view women the same way? Well, most physicians are scared. Most people are very terrified of, they, I mean, they even refer to it as no man's land because, you know, typically... <laughs> This is, we can get into this more deeply on another episode, but you know, the medical misogyny that took place for years when it comes to menopause kept women trapped. It, it, there was no answer. It was like, you know, and I've talked about this numerous times before, but a lot of you have gone to the physician. You're complaining about symptoms, right? You're tired, low sex drive, hot flashes, vaginal dryness, body aches, body hair growth, whatever, you know, there's so many symptoms associated with both perimenopause and menopause. And so either the doctor would just prescribe you antidepressants, right? Like a little Band-Aid on a hemorrhage, so to speak, because, you know, oh, well, you're depressed. We'll just prescribe you antidepressants. Well, that's not the root, right? <laughs> that's not the root. There's hormones. There's progesterone, estradiol, thyroid, DHEA, cortisol, testosterone. You know, there, there's so many things that are affected by menopause and prescribing a Band-Aid like antidepressant. Now, I'm not saying that antidepressants are useless because some people need them, but we have found both with data and you know, anecdotally, and what uh, the, the medical team at Slate Hormone Solutions will do is to provide the holistic solution and the hormone optimization solution, which is if you replenish the hormones that have been depleted, well, those symptoms go away. And not only that, but your longevity, your quality of life dramatically increased. And so we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm going to talk about two other reasons or two other, two other ways to stave off fat gain, body fat gain in menopause. But the biggest one is hormones, right? So we're going to talk about that a lot. So I hope you enjoy this episode. 
again, for the podcast, I'm going to do a little bit of talking before I get into the actual episode, give like a life update and like an episode overview because the actual episode will also be on YouTube and it'll be, you know, edited and it'll be a lot more, you know, like all the pregnant pauses will be taken out, et cetera. So on the podcast, it's just a more real, raw and authentic, uh, not authentic, but just real, raw, and then also personalized because I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Give you an overview and then give you a live update. Live update, nothing really new. Get Actually getting ready to go to a Orlando Magic and Miami Heat game tonight with the missus, with Haley. It's going to be fun because we don't have kids right now. They're with their respective co-parents. So we're going to enjoy that. We are just... We did. We uh, cooked s'mores the other night. Cooked s'mores because uh, Haley brought this... I guess you call it a fire pit. I don't know. Little thing you can burn wood in. Uh, from her home in Georgia. And we used it the other night, cooked some s'mores with Denver. And it was amazing. In that moment, when I was looking at that fire and looking at my beautiful fiance and looking at my son, I was just, man, life rips, dude. Life rips. Life rips. And if you disagree, I implore you to reconsider because, you know, gratitude is all around us. Opportunity is all around us. But your mind will always search for evidence of what you constantly tell it. It's a sentry scanning to confirm our beliefs. So, Whatever you constantly tell yourself is what you will manifest in your reality and see. I'm not trying to be woo-woo, but it is true. It's when you are stuck in stress or forecasting negative events or you know whatever it is that you do habitually, right? That's negative. You don't see opportunity. You don't see things you're grateful for because your head is buried in the sand of negativity and stress. So I just, I can't advocate enough meditation, taking time to breathe, belly breathe, uh, it's hard because our body, at least for me, I actively like I avoid it. I avoid meditation because it makes me look at myself. It makes me like pause, and a lot of times my brain is in overdrive. The slave driver side of me is just go, go, go. You must achieve. You must progress. We don't have time to meditate, so I have to really fight that and make myself be present and meditate, so I can get recentered on what life is all about. And for me, that's just love, compassion, keeping an open heart, and. Uh, serving more people. And the more that I do that, the more abundance finds me and the more good things find me and the, and the easier and more peaceful life is. I don't want to say easier because life's always got challenges, but it's more peaceful. More peaceful that way when we keep our heart open. When our heart's closed, that's when we build this bubble castle and anything that disturbs the bubble, you know, <laughs> is a threat. So many people live in that bubble castle, y'all. So many people, we all know someone and some of us live in it ourselves. We construct this bubble castle and anything that, disturbs that bubble, you know, stress. We avoid stress, anxiety, and pain by any means necessary. And it keeps us trapped. We're a slave to the avoidance of pain, right? We think that we're protecting ourselves and keeping our lives peaceful by constructing this castle that keeps us from having to have uncomfortable conversations. But if anything disturbs that bubble, if anything ripples our pond, we piss our pants, some of us, right? And so I encourage all of you to lean into pain, lean into the uncomfortable, lean into discomfort. On the other side of that is growth and more peace. And the more you make it a habit, the more peace will find you. So whatever that is you're avoiding right now, sometimes we lie to avoid it. Sometimes we avoid uncomfortable conversations because we're afraid of what other people may think. We're afraid of judgment. We're afraid that it may disrupt our relationship or cause a conflict. Well, you're cashing, a, you're, you're, you're swiping a credit card every time you do that. So don't do it. Don't swipe that credit card because you got to pay off a credit card at some point. Keep from accruing a debt in your relationship by hitting the conversations head on, approaching them in a compassionate way, and then being curious about each other's experience. Every time you do that, you avoid putting a brick in between one another. When we're early in a relationship, we don't see those bricks, right? 
We don't see them because it's a low wall. We're just building the wall, right? But over time, that wall gets so tall because of all the uh, uncomfortable conversations that we avoid that we can't even see each other. We could be right next to each other and feel a million miles apart because we've built so many bricks by avoiding uncomfortable conversation after uncomfortable conversation. When you feel it, you will feel it in your body. You'll feel it viscerally. Lean in, lean in. It's not easy, especially if you've built a life around avoiding it. Your instinct will be to avoid it, but your heart knows. Don't avoid it. Your relationship will be all the better for it. Your life will be all the better for it. If it repels people, so be it. That was what was supposed to happen, okay? So lean in. All right, we're gonna get in the episode now. The secret to weight loss after menopause. Went on a little rant there, didn't I? Did y'all like that? Good. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. The secret to weight loss after menopause. Now, I want to acknowledge out the gate. I'm a dude. I'll never go through menopause. I'll never experience menopause. I will never know what it's like to be in that emotionally, mentally, physically taxing, debilitating, frustrating part of life that every woman experiences. I'm here to tell you, you can make it a lot more bearable and you can even make it optimal. I'm going to talk about the three things that will help you get through menopause easier and help you maintain a body that you love to look at, obviously coinciding with cultivating that self-love from within. So let's get into it. First, I want to talk about some myths associated with menopause, right? So one myth that I see all the time is that there is a menopause diet. There is a certain diet you can eat that will make menopause easier. Certain foods you should avoid to make menopause more bearable, or there's foods that make menopause worse. I'm here to tell you, that's a fucking myth. And anyone who claims to be some kind of menopause coach or have a menopause diet, quote unquote, they are trying to take advantage of you. They're trying to play on your struggles and convince you that they have a cure for almost like a disease. Well, menopause is not a disease. It's a hormone deficiency, right? We have to start viewing it as such. A lot of people think that they have to go through menopause because mother nature is just you know, condemning them to ripping you of the hormones that have contributed to your vitality for 40 years. Why would we all of a sudden want to go without those hormones, right? Another myth is that you should adjust the way that you train or work out or conduct your lifestyle because of menopause. The same things that work outside of menopause in terms of your exercise and overall lifestyle will work during menopause. But we want to talk about the number one secret to weight loss after menopause, and that is the hormones. Now, when women go into menopause, let's look at the hormones that are depleted most of the time. It's going to be estrogen, progesterone. Many, many women uh, experience thyroid hormone deficiency. You also have testosterone and DHEA. Those are the main ones. Obviously, cortisol plays a role as well, but those are the main ones that affect your overall quality of life, your, your well-being, your sex drive, uh, vaginal dryness, hot flashes, energy depletion, fat storage in the abdomen, you name it. Those hormones are the main drivers of those changes. Now, I want to talk about normal versus optimal when it comes to hormones. How many of you have gone to a physician and over the course of their consultation or visit, they tell you you're normal? Well, normal does not mean that you are going to feel your best. When we look at blood work, these reference ranges on your lab work are not indicative of a 
healthy, thriving, optimal populace. Those ranges are based on an average of a sickly elderly populace. And so just because you're in those ranges, and many of you are just barely in the low end of those ranges, does not mean you're going to feel your best. So if you're with a physician and you get blood work done and they tell you, oh, according to your lab work, uh, you're normal. So there's nothing wrong with you. How invalidating is that? How invalidating is it to have all these symptoms and remain symptomatic despite a physician who you trust with your health telling you that you are normal? I would assume it's frustrating as fuck. So over the years, I've developed a lot of compassion. I've gone to great lengths to learn about hormones, specifically the ones that are depleted during menopause and how to optimize those. And our medical team at Slay Hormone Solutions, which is launching in January, by the way, will optimize those hormones. We're going to listen to symptoms over numbers. We're going to treat based on that as well. I'm just the owner. I'm not a physician, but my medical team will optimize everyone going through menopause and perimenopause. So you don't have to accept this, what has been touted as an inevitable part of life, right? So normal versus optimal, it, it really does take someone who understands hormones to be able to you know, get you in that optimal range. The optimal range is very individual. One woman may feel awesome at a certain level of, let's say, free T3, active thyroid hormone. Another woman may feel awesome with a higher level of T3 or a lower level of T3. That's why it is very individual. And if you really want to feel your best and operate at your best, you need a physician or a medical team who understands bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Let's talk about uh, bioidentical hormones versus synthetic real quick. So bioidentical hormones are the use of hormones that have the exact same molecular structure as the hormones naturally produced in your body, right? That's bioidentical. Synthetic, synthetic hormones don't have the same structure molecularly as hormones produced in the body, but the body converts them to a usable form. Now, here's the key thing to remember. All of the evidence that contains deleterious effects associated with hormones are associated with synthetic hormones, not bioidentical. This is the key thing to remember because most physicians in the general populace will not understand this distinction. And a lot of, even the studies have conflicting information because in the studies, they'll conflate the two. They'll conflate synthetic with bioidentical. So the evidence that you use, and, and, and I, ha, I provide all of this evidence on our website, by the way. It's even in the link in my profile on Slay Hormone Solutions. All the evidence that you look at to base your decisions needs to be very, very al aligned, meaning they only use bioidentical hormones in those studies, right? So that's very important. We want to talk about, so what are bioidentical hormones? You've got estradiol. There's different forms of estrogen. Estradiol is the bioidentical form, and it's amazing. It's produced by three organs. It's uh, mainly produced by, it's mainly secreted by the ovaries. It's also secreted by the adrenal glands. It protects against heart disease, stroke, osteoporosis, Alzheimer's disease, and it protects against memories, and it protects against memory loss. Protects against vaginal atrophy, incontinence, UTIs, prevents menopausal hot flashes. So, I mean, why would any woman want to be without estradiol? You had it for 50 years. Why don't you want it now? All the studies showing harm with hormone replacement are based on synthetic hormones or synthetic estrogens like Premarin and not estradiol, which is bioidentical. What about estrogen-dominant side effects? Estrogen dominance is a misnomer. It is actually insulin resistance in disguise. It's treated with estradiol during menopause. 
Now, it's important to remember here that estradiol is used in menopause only, not perimenopause. You do not treat women in perimenopause with estradiol 90% of the time. It's going to be micronized progesterone and thyroid and DHEA or whatever else they need. But estradiol is protective. Women on estradiol can take it long-term. The relative risk for the hormone is only in uh, the first year, and that's only for women who are 63 plus. And that, even that decreases to 0.6% by year six, at which point it becomes protective. Women who use hormone replacement therapy are at a 30 to 50% less risk for all-cause mortality than women who do not use hormone replacement therapy. Again, all the deleterious effects of menopause are from hormone deficiency. So if you replace the hormones, menopause gets a lot easier and those symptoms disappear. We have a lot of physicians who are not using hormones to treat menopause because they don't read the literature. They don't look at the data, the studies. And in addition to that, physicians don't like to prescribe hormones and get you out of that normal range, even if it gets rid of your symptoms. Find someone who's really good with bioidentical hormone replacement. They will not be, they will not be afraid to do that. So that's estradiol. There's also DHEA, which is extremely important and often overlooked. DHEA treatment improves memory improves mood, decreases cortisol because it has an inverse relationship with cortisol. And it could play a role in preventing metabolic syndrome, which is associated with abdominal obesity. It's key that we, whenever you're using hormones, whenever you're getting prescribed hormones from a hormone replacement therapy clinic, you want to make sure they're micronized, like micronized progesterone, micronized DHEA. It's the most absorbable form. You also have progesterone. Progesterone is extremely important. Almost all women could benefit from progesterone therapy. Protects against breast cancer, protects the blood vessels and brain. And when taken in conjunction with estradiol during menopause, the two are synergistic. Progesterone is of the utmost importance in postmenopausal women, all menopausal women, premenopausal women, perimenopausal women. No woman should be without progesterone. Reduces symptoms of PMS, reduces symptoms of perimenopause and menopause. So we have estradiol, we have progesterone, we have DHEA, and we have thyroid. Thyroid is of the utmost importance as well, and it's one that is so often underprescribed or misdiagnosed. How many of you are on Synthroid? Show of hands. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Synthroid is just T4. So with the thyroid, you have two, three main hormones. You have T4, inactive thyroid hormone. You have T3, active thyroid hormone. And you have TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone. Thyroid-stimulating hormone is produced in the pituitary gland. It's what stimulates the thyroid to produce T4 and T3. So you need adequate amounts of both T4 and T3 to be optimal. Free T3 is what you want to look for on blood work. That is the amount of usable or, or bioavailable active thyroid hormone in your bloodstream. A lot of doctors don't even test for free T3. So when we look at Synthroid, Synthroid is just T4. A lot of women remain symptomatic despite taking Synthroid, because not only is Synthroid only inactive thyroid hormone, but also sometimes prescribing only Synthroid can, can suppress the deodinase enzyme, which is responsible for the conversion of T4 to T3 in the body. Your body has to convert T4 to T3 in order for it to be usable, right? And so we see that a lot of women benefit from having both T4 and T3 prescribed either as armor or NP thyroid, some kind of desiccated or compounded thyroid hormone to where you get both. And we also find that, you know, the more optimal T3 is, the less symptoms people 
Now, when I say we, I'm, I'm talking about the, the medical literature, what has been found in the studies, which again, can be found in my profile at Slay Hormone Solutions, right? I'm always big on evidence-based. Anything I claim, I want to be based on evidence. So go there and see the evidence for yourself. But there is a big preponderance of evidence showing that prescribing only T4 doesn't actually uh, fix the symptoms of thyroid hormone deficiency. So to sum all that up, the biggest thing with menopause in terms of continuing to have a high quality of life, burn the most, fat amount, burn the most amount of fat possible is having optimal hormones. Because if mother nature just rips those hormones from your body, well, now all of a sudden you're going to have a hell of a lot harder time burning fat than a woman who has all those hormones still, right? Your younger female counterparts. So hormones, number one, are the biggest key. Number two, and this is a big one, and I realize that optimizing hormones will have a lot to do with how you feel about doing the last two secrets to burning fat and menopause. But number two is weightlifting. Now, now that I've validated your beliefs on hormones, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a raw truth. There are a lot of women and men who walk around saying, well, things don't just work the same way anymore. My body isn't like it used to be. Well, that is true, but also you probably aren't doing the things that elicit fat loss as much as you did when you were younger. How many people continue to lift weights at, at the same clip as when they were younger? Or how many people just don't lift weights at all? Well, I'm here to tell you, as you age, you are going to experience a higher likelihood of muscle atrophy. And the more muscle you lose, the less calories you will burn at rest because muscle is a calorically expensive tissue. So if you lose muscle tissue, you're not going to burn the same amount of calories at rest. So you could eat the exact same amount of calories as you, as you did in your 30s and in your 20s. But if you're burning less, your energy balance is now going to shift from being in a maintenance or negative to positive, right? Because it's not necessarily that you're eating more. It's that you're burning less. Your body has adapted to having less muscle tissue. So if you don't continue to lift weights or if you don't start at some point, you're going to have a lot more issues down the road when it comes to burning fat keeping body fat off of your midsection and maintaining like a body that, that you know you really love to see in the mirror. Now, obviously, I, I, when I say things like that, I, also, I always mean that to coincide with cultivating self-love for the body that you have. Because no matter what, if you don't do that, you're never going to be happy, regardless of how you look. But provided that we're also doing that, cultivating that belief and cultivating that love, you know, it's just healthier to be leaner. It's healthier to have muscle tissue. It, muscle is the organ of longevity. So if we're just speaking... If we, if we take away the aesthetic aspect of it and we just speak in terms of longevity, quality of life, and health, it behooves you greatly to have more muscle tissue. So get in the gym or work out from home, get some dumbbells, do some beginner dumbbell workouts, maintain your muscle tissue through menopause, provided that you're, you're addressing the hormone piece as well. And you'll have a lot less struggles when your energy balance shifts. You'll stave off that energy balance shift because you'll have more muscle with which to stave it off. Number three, and I kind of doubled two into one, that's going to be protein intake and walking. Now, this, again, goes with the lifestyle piece. Show me someone who says my body doesn't work the same as it used to, and I'll show you someone who doesn't lift weights as much, consume as much protein as they did when you were younger, and they don't walk as much as they did when they were younger. 15% or more of your calories burned every day comes from your overall activity level outside of exercise. And so that's a big chunk, right? That's 15% or more. So if you're not walking a lot, you're not, you're missing out on a huge chunk of calorie burn, right? So easiest way to do this, ladies, is just download a step counter. It, this does not have to be an overhaul of your lifestyle. You can do this in chunks over time. Just get your weekly step count total and then beat that next week. That's all you have to do over time. And before you know it, you know, because then the question becomes, well, when do I stop? How do I know how much to walk? 
You'll figure that out along the way. Don't let that question keep you from taking action. Because if you're sitting here thinking, well, what's the perfect amount of steps? You are not taking action. That's action you're not taking because you're overthinking. So instead, just download the damn thing, see how many steps you're walking, and increase that week to week. Now, you combine that with also eating more protein, which I'm not even asking you to track all your calories. I'm just asking you to look at your protein intake and opt for more high-protein foods. If you combine that with increasing your step count and your strength training, you're already, you fixed the lifestyle piece. You fixed it. That is the hardest piece to fix. And if you fix that over time and you replace the hormones that have been ripped from you by mother nature, you will burn fat. You will over time have a banging body, even in menopause. Now that first piece is really hard because a lot of doctors are not going to know dick when it comes to women's hormones and menopause. You have to work with someone who knows you know, women's bodies, for one, has experience with it and understands how, how and which hormones need to be optimized. And our medical team at Slay Hormone Solutions can do that. If you're not in a state that we serve when we launch, then I highly recommend you use Google Maps, you search bioidentical hormone replacement therapy in your area, and you just go to the nearest clinic that has good reviews just to get your foot in the door and get started. Now, if you do all of that, <laughs> and I know that's a lot, so I would start with the hormone piece, right? Just get a baseline, right? And then I would look at your lifestyle. I would say, because you have to have both. You can't just fix hormones and expect menopause to all this, or expect during menopause to get the body that you want. You also have to fix the lifestyle piece. That's why I provide services that do both, right? Provide a coaching service for nutrition and lifestyle, provide a hormone service to fix that piece. And the amazing result of that will be women no longer have to suffer in menopause. Women don't get any fucking help with menopause. You go to the doctor, you get invalidated, they prescribe antidepressants, they don't fix the root cause, and your symptoms persist, and they tell you you're normal, they make you feel crazy, and we're going to eliminate that shit. Because for men, it's simple. You're low on testosterone, awesome. Here's some testosterone, now you're optimal, right? Relatively affordable as well, by the way. Women, it's at least three or four different hormones, depending on if you're in premenopause, perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. And you have to be prescribed a cocktail of the different amounts that you need to optimize each one. And so, and you're also just banking on this, you know, general practitioner understanding women's hormones. By the way, they usually don't, they're not educated on it. You know, most OBGYNs, you know, misprescribe or misdiagnose. Even many endocrinologists do. So it truly does take someone who has read the current biomedical hormone, bioidentical hormone replacement literature and understands what the fuck they're doing. So I highly recommend you find someone who has worked with women in menopause, who understands the value of optimizing progesterone, thyroid, estradiol, testosterone, DHEA, and you, you work with them because that's going to be the person that understands your symptoms, understands the, how to get out of those symptoms and optimize you long-term. I hope this was valuable. This is like a crash course. There's so many other layers to this, but these are the main things that you can do to get relief, burn fat, and get back the high quality of life or even have a better quality of life than you did prior to, to doing these things. I hope this was helpful. Emotional support biking always on your side. Love you all. Thank you. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.